Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a proud member of the SJ Network and Breaking the Fourth Wall Entertainment. I'm your host, Don Smith. This week I talked to the multi-talented Maria Daniels, host of the Successfully Chaotic podcast and owner of Reset Business Consulting. It's marketing and mayhem. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter. Or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. Or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. The brutal presence this podcast is part of the sj network go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist steve joiner all right hey welcome to the life radio show i'm your host don smith we are zooming along tonight once again uh covid still uh kicking us into lockdown uh, still not back in the on-air studio uh someday someday we will do a live show again i promise but uh, my guest has already zoomed in with me from the Successfully Chaotic podcast. We have Maria Daniels. How's it going this evening? It's great. It's it's dark outside. I feel like it's midnight, but other than that, it's going pretty good. <laughs> That's okay. We'll, we'll pretend it's midnight. This yeah. it'll make a, I, I don't know. It'll make it a different vibe of the show, maybe. There we go. We go late night. We can just go all out crazy. There we go. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell me a little bit about Successfully Chaotic. Well, Successfully Chaotic, it's it's funny. I, I consider myself an accidental podcaster, and I've said that to a few people, and they're like, what the heck does that even mean? And basically what I mean by that is I never planned to be a podcaster, knew zero about podcasting when I started my podcast um, last year, 2020. And um, I just wanted to help, started out helping entrepreneurs, because I do have a uh, marketing consulting company that I run. And so I deal a lot with small businesses and entrepreneurs that um, they needed some help with mindset or getting over certain hurdles or whatever it may be. And what I was running into was the fact that they thought that there was something wrong with them, something wrong with their business. They were doing all these things wrong because they were looking at all these perfectly curated, you know, Instagram accounts, Facebook accounts, all this. I did this and I did that. And it was just so great. And I walked on clouds of awesomeness and, you know, they were seeing all these things. They're like, well, they're doing it the right way, but I keep hitting this, you know, brick wall. And what I started to notice was the same thing I had noticed when I first started my own business was I, I thought the same thing. Every time that I would try to do something and it wasn't what I considered instant success, which I was defining that by other people's definition of success, right. you know, I was, you know, downing myself on maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe it's not for me, you know, because, and I wanted to make sure that I, stopped being that perfectly curated Instagram account, stop being that perfectly curated Facebook account, stop being the perfectly curated person that felt like they had to put on the mask of perfection when my life is very, very far from perfect. I have seven kids. One's wow. autistic. I've been married twice. Um, I'm in my second marriage. I was almost divorced the second time. That's a long story for another day. But, you know, it's it's been, I mean, life is messy and it's chaotic, you know, bottom line. And your own brand of chaos may look a little different than mine does, but we all have it. You know, we all have our own type of chaos that goes on in our life. And, you know, we're all, we all have goals. We all have things that we want to do in life. And I think the biggest thing that we have to understand is just the fact that we are in charge of our own success. Not only, you know, the goals we set and how we achieve them, but what does success look like to us? You know, what, what, how do you define success? Because, you know, I busted my ass. I don't know if I can cuss on here. I busted my beep. Um, yeah, a little bit. Okay. I think so we, I, we can let ass slip out. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, you know what? It means donkey. So I can say donkey. You know, I busted <laughs> <Exactly>. my donkey. <laughs> so I, you know, I busted, I busted my butt, you know, working and working and working to achieve, you know, somebody else's definition of success. And whenever I, I reached that, I was still miserable because that wasn't my definition. You know, I was trying to base my life and my, you know, steps on somebody else's life. And, you know, when I really kind of boiled it down, I had to really take a lot of steps backwards and say, okay, how do I define success? And, and once I define that success for myself, 
you know, how do I make my own steps to get to that? And I think, you know, that was kind of how the show started. Honestly, I started doing speaking engagements, obviously pre-COVID when we were allowed to like go and talk to people, right. but I um, started doing, yeah, well, way back then in the, you know, in, in history, but I um, started doing speaking engagements and I had somebody come up to me and said, you should start a podcast. And I'll be honest, I don't even know if I'd listen to one podcast at that point. Um, I just, can, I didn't. Can I, can I be honest? I have never listened to one. I've okay, done well, one for makes over me, four years. That makes me feel so much better because I say that to other people are like, what? Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I just well, when, didn't, you know. When, when you're, when you're busy, you're busy. It's, it's hard busy. to get time with that. Exactly. And I have, again, seven kids. So my entire life has been filled with cartoons. I can quote every cartoon on the planet to you. And, you know, whenever it come time to my time, you know, I didn't want to listen to anything that was educating me. I know it sounds terrible, but I just wanted to veg on something, you know, whether it be music or, you know, some type of stupid little sitcom. But, right. you know, I did, just didn't do the, the podcast thing. So when they said that, I was like, what the frick? I mean, I'd heard of them, but I was like, what, why would I need to do that? How would, you know, how would I even do that? So at first I was like, okay, well, let's do it. I'm just going to do it. Because I'm one of those people, if you got to know me, I've kind of got a crazy, quirky personality. I'm, it's, um, I'm just crazy quirky. I'll just leave it at that. That's fine. That's but um, I've got a crazy quirky personality. And, you know, I am one of the, those people that when I decide to try something, I'm all in, like head first, dive in. All right, let's just try it. Let's see how it works out. Sometimes it works out fabulously and sometimes it doesn't, you know, but I am definitely a jumper. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Let's dive in. I'm going to be a podcaster. I'm going to make a podcast. It was completely hysterical. I recorded a few episodes. Um, I actually hired somebody to record them for me because I had zero idea what to do. Like I had no idea. Like I'm just like I'm going to be a podcaster, so I need to have somebody to record my podcast. So I'm paying somebody to record it. We've he's got this whole like setup, and I would just meet him with a guest, and we would just talk. I had, I had zero aim. I had no idea what I was doing. Like none. Um, paying somebody, so I'm just like paying all this money, and then he would give me all this these recordings that I had no idea what to do with because again, I had, didn't even know, well, how do you get it everywhere? Like I've got all this stuff that I've already paid for that's been recorded and then I didn't know where to put it. So it was a kind of a bumpy start for the successfully yeah. chaotic, but, um, it was you know, a chaotic it, start. Though. It was a chaotic start. It was definitely a chaotic start, but you know, it's, it's been a really fun, um, project. Um, I, I didn't realize how much I would like it. I looked at it like another project um, that you do in marketing, you know, another marketing project. It's a marketing project, but really I've found that I love it. I love it because I love stories. Um, I, you know, even in my marketing consulting company, we are very story driven. I, you know, tell people that I come in like a reporter. I want to know everything about your company. I want to know what makes right. your company tick. I want to, I don't want to know why you started your company. I want to know everything, you know, so that I didn't realize I was missing this piece of really being able to get into somebody's life until I started podcasting. And, you know, it's been, it's really been amazing. Um, I wouldn't consider myself like the best podcaster ever yet or anything like that, but it's been fun. I'm enjoying it. And even well, that, before I knew what I was the, doing. That's the important it is. part if you're enjoying it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it, it's, a, it's a lot of work and it, it becomes a grueling work if you don't enjoy it. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, the parts that I don't enjoy, I, I still hire out. Like I don't edit my own. I don't know how to do it. Um, I tried to watch the videos to learn how to do it. I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm just going to pay somebody else to do it. Cause it's, you know, at a certain point in time when your brain keeps spitting it out going, nah, we don't need that information. You're just like, you give it up, give it the ghost on it. So yeah. I did. I don't edit very much at all. I, I put an intro and outro on and maybe if there's something glaring in the middle. Yeah. But other than that, I'm, and the reason I did that is I started as a live radio show. Then all I did was I just started recording the radio show and putting that out as a podcast. You have a radio voice, so I can kind of see that. Well, I appreciate that. They don't pay me to do radio, so. But <laughs> They should, so let's start a petition. <laughs> okay, I, I will work on it. I, I will work on, well, we'll probably have to be something outside of WWSU <laughs> since it's still college radio. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I missed my calling, I guess, but or I missed getting paid for it in any way. 
but yeah, that, that's how I started with mine. And I didn't know anything about it either. And it took me quite a long time to learn how to get onto all the different apps and everything like that. So it, it's a long learning process and I'm still, I'm still learning stuff. I, I think I just got on one of the major apps a couple months ago because I yeah. just, I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing. I mean, Again, I'm newer to the podcasting world, but I'm not newer to the marketing world. And that's how it is in marketing. And, you know, in the marketing world, you're not going to know all the things. You're just not. There's no way to know all the things. And if you talk to a marketing expert that tells you that they know all the things, you need to just run away from them because they don't know anything. Because <laughs> there's no way to know all the things because there's new things popping up, you know, all the time. And I, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same way in the podcasting world. Like I said, I'm still kind of on the newer rookie side of things. But I've, I've approached my podcast a little differently. I, I found out than a lot of podcasters because, well, as you know, since you have a podcast, you know, when you're in the, when you also have a podcast, you become part of this like big club, you know, yeah. every, you know, podcasters kind of like stick together and, um, you know, talking to a lot of podcasters, I figured out that I kind of started a lot differently than they did. Um, and I don't know that it's, wrong, but I guess just different. Um, because I wasn't a podcaster, I was a business owner. So I started it from the idea of a business because I didn't know any other way to do it. <laughs> right. Which, which is a good way to start yeah. it. I mean, that, that's a, that's a great foundation for it. See, I, I started it. I, I don't think, I don't think I interviewed another podcaster on my show until a year ago. Yeah. Or, or at least to t specifically for their podcast because I've had a lot of local comedians on that also have a podcast but that's kind of I started out with local people mm -hmm. and that's I, I still love bringing local people on from time to time but uh, you know it's it, it's harder to do during COVID because of course everybody yeah. has to be distant but uh, I I started it kept it as a way to help market uh, Wiley's Comedy Club which uh, you know marketing has never been my thing <laughs> Yeah. So ha having that background also will will help you consider considerably. That, that's usually what most people struggle with. If if they own a business, I found that they usually struggle with finances, or they struggle with marketing, or they struggle with both. And um, yeah, own a comedy club, you'll struggle with everything. <laughs> I've never I've never owned a comedy club. My yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you dial it back, a business is a business, and that's kind of how I looked at my podcast is just running it like a business. I you know, came with my purpose. I came with, you know, you know, goals. And, um, you know, my first goal was just to have it pay for itself, <laughs> you know, that way I wasn't funding the entire thing and it's, it's already done that. So, um, that's, right. you know, that's not, you know, really a big deal as far as that goes, but am I going to get rich from having a podcast? No. And I think it's hysterical whenever I talk to people. Okay. So you started a podcast. I mean, how much money are you making? I said, you're lucky if you break even. That's usually like my first goal was, let me just pay for all this stuff, including my like random amounts of microphones that I kept buying. Right. I didn't know anything about them. And I'm like, well, this doesn't work. Okay. Well, this doesn't work. I just keep buying microphones. Yeah. A lot of trial and error. In that. Yes, it is. It's a lot of trial and error. So it's just like starting a business. I've run into the same thing when I'm talking to people that are, you know, startups or considering starting a business. And if the first sentence out of their mouth is, you know, well, I'm just wanting to make a lot of money. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> this is probably not for you because it's going to be a while. You're going to be paying yeah. to work. You're going to be working 80 hours a week and more broke than you were before you started. <laughs> so yeah, that's absolutely. how it was for me at first, you know, and I think that, you know, I think, I think that goes back to kind of just the mindset thing though, of, again, defining your success. My definition of success is freedom. You know, yeah. it took me a while to start making what I was making when I was working corporate, a long while. Like I said, I was the person working 80 plus hours a week and literally taking money out of my personal account to cover business expenses because clients hadn't paid yet and, you know, whatnot. Yeah. It took a while. And um, I was, you know, lucky enough that I was able to do it. But, you know, it's not an easy road and it's not for everybody. And I, yeah. you know, podcasting is the same way. Yeah. How did you get into marketing? Oh, that's funny. That's a long, long story. So fun fact, um, I've been in the wellness industry far longer than I've been in marketing. I started in marketing in 2007. Um, and that was because my ex-husband, I mentioned I was married before, my ex-husband and I were, were getting divorced and I had been working as a personal trainer because I was a personal trainer at the time. 
And um, that was great for a second income. We had four kids together and it was not so great to raise four kids by myself on. So I'm like, well, what can I do to make more money? And I'm like, well, I'm doing all the marketing, you know, for myself as a trainer, doing the marketing for the gym. I also did like MMA. I was doing a lot of the marketing for that. Um, so I'm like, let's go into marketing. So I went back to school and took some classes in marketing and voila, it was not a big, long thought out process. It was pretty much just like, Maria's going to be broke. I need to feed my <laughs> children. So what can I do? So that's how that happened. And I found out that I loved it though. Um, well, that, I was actually good. good at it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's good to get into something like that kind of spontaneously and then just really click with it. Yeah. And I think that is where, I mean, I've tried lots of jobs in the past. I've, and I do love, I, I still love, I still have a wellness company. I do love the wellness world. Um, and again, you know, dialing things back, I'm just a helper. I like to help people. So that's, I think that's why I like both of those, you know, both of those um, industries so well, but you know, I've tried some other things. That's not my thing. I'd owned a boutique for a while. That was the worst decision I've ever made in my entire life. <laughs> the worst. I'm like, you know what? I can totally do this. This is so easy. And it's not easy. And it's terrible. And I lost so much money for a while until I got somebody magically wanted to buy, buy it from me. And they're my new best friend. And Oh, yeah. It, that would oh, be... Yeah. I, I, I would like to find somebody to buy a comedy club. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's ways to get the comedy club cleaned up or any business cleaned up. Cause once I seen, I hate this, I'm going to lose, you know, my ass on it if I don't do uh-huh. something. And I think it was because I didn't have the time to put into it to actually make it the way that it needed to be. Number one. And number two, I didn't have the desire. I am not a boutique girl. I'm usually in yoga pants that I may or may not have put on yesterday and my hair is in a ponytail and I very rarely dress up unless I have to. So, you know, a boutique in me, I don't know what's in style. I don't even care. I want, I want to be comfortable. I I like a cute outfit, but is it in style? I have no idea. So the idea that I wanted to own a boutique was just one of those like out in, you know, outer space ideas that I get sometimes. And sometimes it literally comes out of nowhere. And those can be fun for a while. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, until you're like, I need new merchandise because that's another thing you don't think about is like, okay, well, I've had this for two weeks. Nobody's going to want to come in here unless I somehow get rid of this and buy all new merchandise. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you're like, what? It was actually very expensive. But. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get the for for me with the club. It's just it was the stress more than anything that really just just day in and day out of worrying about everything that was going on there. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, that's, I, I've, I've pumped the brakes back way off. Most of it is being handled by my business partner now and I'm doing paperwork. Yeah. Well, that, see, that makes it better. And much I think less that, stressful. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a problem. It was just me. It was just me. And I had a couple of other businesses and a thousand children. So I'm like trying to like juggle all these things and, you know, yeah. I was already so deep in the boutique that if I had stopped, I really would have lost money on it. I was barely kind of like, am I going to be in the black this month or am I going to be in the red? Not really sure, you know, and finally we started to get some momentum. We were actually making pretty decent money um, finally. And then I was able to sell it because I really, I thought, you know what, I need to get rid of this. And the only way to get rid of this is to really make it good. <laughs> you know, so yeah. to be able yeah, to get rid of it. Yeah. So as much as I hate this and I just want to like burn it to the ground, I'm going to have to like go all in and, you know, market it properly, do all the things properly and then sell it. And that was, you know, what I ended yeah. up doing. So, Which if you have good enough insurance and you don't get caught burning it to the ground, it <laughs> is an option. It was definitely a thought. There was a few, there was a few nights where I would go home ugly crying. Like, I hate this. I hate it. And my husband's like, you're the one that chose to do it. I'm like, this is why I married you. You're supposed to talk me out of these things. You're supposed to say, Maria, this is a terrible idea. Do you really want to own a boutique? Uh, yeah. Now, was so, that the first husband? That's why. <laughs> that's it. No, it's the second husband. Okay, okay. But yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I come up with harebrained ideas. The older I get, um, the more I can talk myself out of them. Um, uh, because sometimes stuff will just pop in my head. I'm like, ooh, that sounds fun. Ooh, that looks fun. And then I catch myself Googling how to do it. And I'm like, no, stop it. <laughs> See, I, I'm I'm not completely unlike that. I uh, That's how I ended up with the... Uh, 
a radio show and a podcast and a comedy club and and stand and as a, working as a stand up comedy comic occasionally plus uh, producing and acting in film plus working a full time job as well. So yeah, that, I'm, yeah, I'm about the same way. If something sounds fun, I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. So what you're saying is probably a good thing we didn't meet and get married because it would have been good. <laughs> it would have been really bad. <laughs> yeah, we, we we would have either built the world or destroyed yeah, it one yeah. one way or another. Something would have something would have happened. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the same with me. I all in all, most of my harebrained ideas have worked out okay. And even the two, because at the boutique I mentioned, I also had a screen printing company that that was a terrible idea, but I was able to sell it too. But, you know, other than I've managed to be able to kind of get out from under those before they imploded. So, you know, those were and and it was just because I, you know, it's kind of like the thing where, you know, when you're a kid and you're scooping food on your plate and you're like, I'm so hungry, you know, and you get this giant plate of food and you sit down and you eat like three bites and you're so full and your mom makes you sit there because you don't want to waste food. It's kind of like that idea with me and like businesses. I love new ideas. I'm definitely a visionary. I love, I love the adventure of getting it to be a working machine. But if it's not something that I'm 100% interested in, I get it working and I'm like, eh, bored, you know, on to the next thing. But the problem is when it's your machine, (laughs) you can't just say I'm bored whenever you decide you hate it. So, you know, that's definitely been something that I've had to kind of learn, you know, as I, as I've gotten older. Yeah. I I think a lot of people like the idea of owning their own business, being their own boss, but they don't realize what it actually takes. Yeah. And once they realize they, (laughs) They just they just wish to be an employee again, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's pluses and minuses to both def- most definitely. Oh, yeah. Um all in all, you know, I I've had my marketing consulting company for a while now and I love that. But it it's ever changing. So I'm not doing the same thing every single day. I get to you know, deal with lots of different types of businesses and do lots of different types of things. And so I think all in all I like that one and you know, I've, I've done the wellness world, you know, stuff for since 2001. So that's not going anywhere either. But those are the only ones that's ever been like, they've ever stayed. It's ever been the long term things. The other things I've tried, it's just been fun for the moment. But I think that's good to do sometimes too. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that kind of pepper some different things and try new things. Because right. I don't think I would be happy sitting on the sidelines, you know, wondering what if. Exactly. Yeah. Every now and then you have to try your harebrained schemes. Yeah. (laughs) For for better or worse. Sometimes you just got to get out there and do it. Well, and I I term it hesitant jumping now. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah. More, more thoughtful jumping. Yeah. But you mentioned uh, doing different things every day. And that, I think that's, that's something that helps people get through the work day as well, because I, I've, I don't know how people go sit at a desk every day. I don't know how people can do that, <laughs> which no. what it, whatever they do. Cause I, I'm a mobile maintenance tech. Yeah. So I work on electric. I work on HVAC. I work on plumbing. I, I paint whatever needs to be done and I do it in several different locations. And that's, I, I couldn't see not doing that. I don't, I don't, can't really say I love being a maintenance guy, but I like the freedom of being able to move around and do different things rather than being stuck in one location at one desk doing the same thing. Well, and I think there's probably some gratification working with your hands like that. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Fun fact, I worked construction for a while. Um, I could literally, if I showed you my resume, you'd be like, oh my gosh, Chica is bipolar. <laughs> Um, I did. I worked construction for a while. There's a story behind that too. But um, I, you know, I, I liked it. Um, the only part I didn't like about it is I don't like winter. I hate winter. I hate winter with a passion. And I'm sorry if you're one of those people that love to love the winter and I hate it. So that was the part I didn't like about working construction because it's cold and I just want to like hide inside with a yeah. fireplace when it's cold. Well, yeah, construction, construction. That's uh, winter time is, is hard if you are working and it's also hard if you're not working because yeah. of winter time. And that's, yeah, I know a lot of people that have worked in construction. Uh, my brother was a, a, a Mason, a bricklayer for years. And that's oh. what always hurt him is he had to work so hard in the summer and fall and spring just to make up for knowing he wasn't going to be working in the winter. 
Yeah. Well, um, I, I ended up doing it just because my husband's it's current husband, husband over two, my husband's uncle owned a construction and excavating company and um, needed help. And they were paying um, prevailing wage. And I was like, sold. Um, that'll pay for Christmas. <laughs> so I wasn't working at the time. I'd already left my corporate job and I was freelancing a little bit. It was before I'd started my business. I was freelancing a little bit, but I took a major pay cut. So whenever he started hiring, you know, to do that, um, you know, I could just do it here and there as I could, because obviously he was my husband's uncle. So I was like, all right, sold. I'll do that. So I did it part time here and there for a while. My husband's a lineman though. My husband works with his hands. He would not be happy working in an office. You couldn't pay him enough to work in an office. Yeah, I I couldn't do it either. I totally understand that. But that's that's it, it's good to get out there and at least know how to do that and have done that, having had the experience of that. Yeah, absolutely. I and I think that's I think trying new things. It kind of goes back to what I was saying before. You know, trying new things I think is a great thing. But it, there's also something to be said for knowing when it's not your thing and right. you know, <laughs> figuring out, okay, well, what's the kind of escape route to, you know, get out of this if I've figured out that it's not my thing. And there's nothing wrong with that because I think, you know, so many times we think that once we start something, we can't ever quit it because it, I, and I've even done that with my kids in the past. Oh, you started soccer, you're finishing soccer, you know, yeah. type of thing. And, you know, there is, you know, you can look at that from two sides. Yeah, you definitely want to finish something you've committed to, but it doesn't mean you need to sign up for it next time. It doesn't mean you need to, you know, play soccer for the rest of your life. It, you know, because I've found that with a lot of entrepreneurs. Well, I've already started it. Okay, so yeah. change it. <laughs> you can change it. You can pivot. You know, you you have the power. That's that's why I finally realized that with the club and started backing yeah. down some and and handing duties off to my partner because I. I was driving myself crazy. Well, at the end of the day, it's not worth it. You know, it's not no, worth I, it if you're miserable. Right. And and over the past three months, I have noticed a lot less hair in my shower drain. There you go. See, <laughs> that's a winner, right? I, I think my bald, my bald patch is filling back up now. Cause it's <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's not burning me out anymore. <laughs> well, I think we're going to take a short break. And uh, we will come back and, and we'll discuss some important news stories, uh, not the stuff that's currently going on, because I don't even want to think about that. But, <laughs> but we, will we will discuss some more important news stories and perhaps have a laugh. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Life Radio Show. We will be right back with more from Maria Daniels and Successfully Chaotic. Um, oh, hello and uh, welcome. To, the, to this presentation. So, there's a lot of people who ask me, hey, how do I not get sucked in to the negativity of other people? Well, the first thing you have to understand is that there are people who thrive on everything uh, being sucky, and so like with everything being sucky, like they they act like they're not happy and they're just really always down and stuff, and and they're always talking about how horrible and crappy everything is. And the reason is because because uh, uh, they their lives suck, and they probably sucked for quite a while, and now that everything's sucking for everybody else, they think it's pretty cool that everybody else is sucking. And so they want to keep the sucking going because as long as everybody else's lives are sucking, then their life isn't sucking as bad because their sucking isn't their fault of sucking. It's like everybody else's fault because the world, you know, sucks. And so they so they want everything to be miserable and mad about everything all the time anyway. So so they just kind of like enjoying the suckiness, the suckiness of the situation. But the key to being you're happy with yourself is... You just don't let their uh, suckiness suck you into their sucky way of seeing all the suckiness that's going on. So if you just stop, you know, hanging out with them, let's say, oh, you can be, you know, they don't want you to be positive. You just say, well, I'm just, you know, I got, that's some other stuff I'm going to go do and stuff and instead of getting caught up in your craziness and your suckiness and, 
But you don't want to, you don't want to say, hey, maybe you're the problem, because they don't think they're the problem, because then if they were the problem, well, then they'd have to accept responsibility for their life sucking, other than just all the other suckiness that is suckiness. So you should worry about the suckiness in your own life and stop that suckiness, but all the other world sucky stuff that you don't have anything to do anything with, you don't, don't you, well, you don't need to let that get you down. Or these other people that are, suck. Okay. That's, that's it. Bye. had it all and I lost everything all that's left to me is my name but I don't want your pity the only thing I need is to drown my sorrows and pain so bartender you asked me what I'd like to drink well it's been a long day I can hardly think Life is such a mess So if you're asking me Well, I'll take my whiskey The last one that we pulled Then we'd all go clean But then I saw them gone down. Don't ask me what I need. You don't say anything. Just pour me another round. So, bartender, you ask me about my drink of choice. Well, I don't want anything to water down my voice. Now, my life is such a mess. So, maybe what I need. Take my whiskey Maybe it's my fault Maybe I brought it on myself Now this glass is my only friend I'm drinking till I'm numb And I still hurt like hell just keep pouring until I say when Oh, bartender, you ask me what I'd like to drink Well, it's been a long day and I can hardly think My life is such a mess So maybe what I need is to take my whiskey So I'll take my whiskey Howdy, it's Matt Gwynn here, popping in to let you know about the adventures of the albino rhino. It's a show, uh, Frank the Giraffe here, my co-host, James Godwin, and myself put on for you guys twice a week. Uh, every Wednesday, we talk to a comedian, and every Friday, we call it Freaky Friday. The show itself is not safe for work, and that freak is definitely a different word. I just don't know what podcast you're going to be listening to this promo on. And I don't want to, uh, you know, start screaming explicatives while you're sitting in your office. If you're lucky enough to have been able to go back to the work that you did before inside of an office or whatever, you know. But we go on a, an adventure twice a week and it's a good time because we get to sit down and talk to some really cool people. Uh, and I enjoy it because, you know, I'm just curious little albino who uh, likes to get to know folks. You know, you can find us a couple ways, actually multiple ways, really, man, there's a lot of different ways to find us. You can find us through our central hub, which is www.albinorhino.me. It's the website you can find me on. And then, you know, the podcast, you can find the videos on YouTube, search for Adventures of the Albino Rhino, also linkable from our website. And you can also find us through Anchor, Breaker, 
Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public, and Spotify. That's right. We're on the same place Joe Rogan is. Granted, we're not we're not the Joe Rogan experience, but you know what I mean? We're there. We're there. So give us a listen. Promise you won't be promise you won't be dissatisfied. And enjoy your day. Hey, this is Don Smith. I want to take a minute to tell you about The Devil's Apple, a new book by my friend William Morris. It's the true and brutally honest story about Bill's own battle with addiction. It was written for those struggling to overcome addiction as well as those watching a loved one struggle. In Bill's own words, you work just as hard to be an addict as you do to be clean and sober. You can find The Devil's Apple on Amazon.com and for a limited time you can get it for free on the Kindle app. All right, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. We are still zooming along on this this wonderful, uh, well, it's a Wednesday evening now. This will be Friday morning when this releases, but not to confuse you. We're just having fun. That's that's the name of the game. <laughs> I should have recorded half the stuff during the break because it was interesting, too. There you go. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, I was recording. It'd be weird to stick it in. Just have a, We'll just stop talking for a second, and I'll put that whole batch in there. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but but we've got news stories that we have to cover. I'm contractually obligated. It's court-ordered, along with my ankle bracelet. I have to (laughs) cover some news (laughs) stories. All right. A Canadian police officer investigating a witness's report of a severed foot at the side of the road made a considerably less alarming discovery, a discarded mannequin foot. Uh, the Delta Police Department of British Columbia said an officer on foot, unintended, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Lander stopped by was stopped by a passing driver. Uh, the driver appears quite distraught and states that there is a severed foot uh, roadside by the pump house. The department said in a Facebook post, the post said the officer went to the location and discovered the object was luckily not a human body part, but rather the foot of a mannequin. That is that is lucky. <laughs> that is lucky. I, I have so many questions, though. Oh yeah. For, so first many. of all, yeah. That the, uh, can you imagine the paperwork that would have been involved if that was an actual human foot, though? I'm just trying to figure out what paperwork was involved. The fact that it was reported that it was one, but it wasn't, and what? Well, yeah, was- there would still be a lot of paperwork <laughs> yeah. because then you'd have to prove that it wasn't because maybe it was just a lazy cop that didn't want to report it was a real human foot. Yeah, and I have a lot of questions on just the, like, what's going on in the world that this is a news story? <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's a lot of questions that I have, but it's like, okay, this is a news story. It's like there was a mannequin foot on the side of the road. Somebody thought that it was a human, you know, severed limb, but however. Uh, no, like you know. I said, I only cover the important news. <laughs> and uh, that is something we needed to know right there, that somewhere in Canada, there's a mannequin missing what appears to be a left foot. I'm sure they were super nice about it the whole time too, with it being Canada, you know, they, they were probably like a lot of pleases and thank yous. And yeah, somebody lost a foot, eh? Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> where, just... a boot, where a boot did you see it? <laughs> you know, in their defense. Again, no fun, no pun intended. In their defense though, I mean, it is pretty freaking cold in Canada. So maybe the fact it that could have been it looks like a, yeah, like a frozen yeah. foot. I that mean, could be. That possibly. Could be. There was a <laughs> there the, up up in Alaska somewhere. There's a bar that serves a drink that actually has a frozen toe in it. I've I've I re, I talked about this. It's been years ago. I talked about like this. Like a real, like toe. a human toe. Yes, it's preserved. It's all sanitized apparently and preserved, but it's it's in. Where, where are they getting the toes? <laughs> <laughs> they they actually get donated. Somebody's like, I want my toe. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I'm changing my will. I want my yeah. toe <laughs> to go. Yeah, yeah, donate every part of me to science except that toe. That my toe. Going to this bar in Alaska. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it. I found this, I found this thing a while back that I, ter- I still terrorize my children with. That somebody took a cat. It's really sad. The cat died, but took a cat um, and turned it into a drone, like a stuffed. A taxidermy that. drone. So I tagged my kids in it and I said, Mama's changing her will. Because I've got older kids too. Mama's changing her will. This is what's happening. <laughs> my kids are like, there's something wrong with you. They're so going to turn you into a drone. Yeah. I want to be turned into a drone and then I could take my toe. Except my toe. My toe can go to the bar in Canada. I right, can find the name. Right. So I'll figure well, that out. A, a drone doesn't need 10 toes. 
It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh. I'm really just like the idea of, you know, me zooming down over people. I just, I don't know. I'm dead yeah. anyway. What does it matter? Have some yeah, I, I want to be flown over people I didn't like. Exactly. And just have the ability to like drop something on them. I don't, yeah. I mean, nothing gross or anything. Just like, no, pebbles. I, I want to like be like pebbles. Maria's haunting, Maria's haunting me. And I'm like, told you, <laughs> should have been nice. Yep. Told you I was going to be a drone. Mm-hmm. Zombies and drones. That's what's, exactly. you know, if I have the choice, I'm going to be a drone so I can fly. I like it. I think it, I think it sounds like a good idea. So yeah. now I know where my toe's going. So my <laughs> will is complete. My yeah, attorney's going to be will, static. We will sort out any remaining body parts. <laughs> exactly. On the life radio <laughs> show. Yeah. They can let you know if you know anywhere else to donate anything. I guess let me know. Yep. I, I'm writing down any remaining body parts. <laughs> Because that that's a that's a potential episode title. Yeah, there you go. That, I like that's it. how I name my episodes is just random things that get big said. Toe. Big toe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cat drone. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Maria the drone. I like it. Yep. <laughs> Authorities in Massachusetts said they are trying to determine the origins of a llama found wandering loose in a field. Uh, Newburyport, West Newbury, and Newburyport, West Newbury. Animal Control said in a Facebook post, the llama was found wandering a field alone Monday, poor llama, and witnesses said they did not know where the animal came from. The llama was taken to Tiny Acres Farm in New Hampshire for temporary lodging while authorities investigate. Animal Control is asking the llama's owner or anyone with information on the animal's owner to contact officials. Reason I pulled this up is it said mystery llama. This was this was the uh, the uh, the headline was mystery llama found wandering loose in Massachusetts, and I thought it would be a more entertaining article than that. It's I a mystery it's, llama. I think it's funny that they're so concerned that the llama's in a field, so they took it, picked it up, and took it to a farm <laughs> where it's now in a field. In another field, <laughs> exactly. That's. So. The- that's what I that's what I took from that. <laughs> because now it's not in a field alone. I guess. Apparently, so does it have llama friends? Does this farm have other friends? I need see. I would, I've got so many I questions. Hope so. I would hope so. If not, it's still alone in a field. I th- yeah. I think animal control just has a problem with animals being alone. Mm, they want to control yeah, them. They want to control them and k- get them in groups. Okay. You don't want these so like ren- buddy renegade system. llamas. Like you buddy system. Right. <laughs> find your buddy. Find your buddy. Where's your buddy? Yep. Yep. Find your llama buddy because you cannot wander alone in this field. I just wonder if it's anything like, you know, how they were saying that, you know, people would buy these like exotic pets like alligators and then they get big and then they like, you know, put them in the sewer. And now a lot of these sewers have big alligators. I wonder if it was like somebody got a llama because llamas are, you know, the cool animal to have lately. And then they were like, yeah. llamas kind of suck and they're slightly <laughs> mean sometimes. So they just like throw it on a field, you know, it'll be fine. And then. So yeah, you think it's a stray llama? Maybe. It's probably, point. yeah, it's probably a stray llama. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like like uh, llama breeders, like the puppy mills. They have yeah, llama maybe. mills now because it's they need it to happen. I wonder when llama fighting is going to become a thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, they've 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 pitted every 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 other animal against each other in fights. It's a no drama llama. It's yeah, a no, <laughs> well, that's why he's by himself. He wanted <laughs> yeah, no drama. No drama. It's a no drama llama. I'm no. out of here. If you're a no drama llama, you're going to have to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm writing down no drama llama too because that <laughs> <laughs> no drama llama would is a, a better potential title actually. It's good. I like it. it has a nice <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> it absolutely does. Let's see what else we have. We we probably have more animal stories because that's like I said the important ones. We've gone oh, yeah. from a fake. Uh, mannequin foot to llamas and now police in new jersey responded to a mcdonald's parking lot where a pair of chickens were re- <laughs> were reported wreaking havoc and chasing customers they're rioting <laughs> yep, they're, rioting they're, chickens. <laughs> they're rioting it's you know what you can't blame them they they sell a lot of chicken mcnuggets so yeah but that's the not real chicken hurt. that's probably not, what they were protesting. i don't know i don't know they've they've said 
that here lately, and don't get me started on McDonald's and my non love of it. Told you I got a wellness company. However, the billboards have said lately that they are using real meat, which I find hysterical that now they're claiming they use real meat. Yeah, what were you using pretty much, before? Yeah, pretty much they've admitted that before they were using something else. Yep, you yep, know? Yep. Now with actual animal yeah. flesh. Yeah. So maybe the chickens are like, no, we had a contract, you know, maybe they had a contract that it was supposed to be made from like silly putty and plastic or whatever it was made from. Yeah, that that could be. Now they've broken that contract and the chickens are uprising. They're mad. Yeah. Yeah, The Washington Township Police Department said in a Facebook post that an animal control officer was dispatched on a report of, quote, a flock of chickens wreaking havoc, havoc at our local McDonald's on Route 31 South. It was a pair and it's been reported as a flock. See, that's how they do it. They, they report it as much more. Yeah. There's a much more raucous herd of chickens, <laughs> the whole flock suddenly to, Oh, it was a pair of chickens. Where was, off, where's, was it in the city? Uh, route 31 South oh, in no, where's in New Jersey, Washington township. I'm not sure where it was. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, I was just wondering, because I live in Adams County, Ohio, so pretty much it's like me and the Amish out here, and nobody I know out here is going to be scared of two chickens. But right. If anything, they don't. They can save money on dinner and not buy McDonald's. Exactly. I have chickens, and yeah, they can yeah. be mean sometimes, but I don't know anybody out here that would be scared of chickens. That's why I was wondering if it was like, oh my gosh, it's real chickens. We've never yeah. seen those before. Now, when I was a kid, I was like four or five years old, and I was actually attacked by a Rhode Island red rooster and spurred, roosters? spurred by that little SOB. Yeah, roosters are different. <laughs> roosters but can I, be mean. <laughs> but I still don't have a fear of them. My brother uh-huh. has two roosters and several chickens out of his house, and that they don't bother me. I love chickens. I love chickens. Oh, yeah. But they're kind of cool. They are. Unless they're harassing customers. Unless they're harassing, you know, though, you know, McDonald's, it's, it's big business. Maybe they're against big business. It could be, it could be. It's, it's the, bring back, bring back the small farmers, bring back the small business. That's, that's what it is. It's the, that's what happens when you start having free range chickens. They just think Mm -hmm. they can do anything. They're, they're there. Well, I mean, 2020, a lot of restaurants went out of business. McDonald's is doing great. So maybe they're, maybe they're riding based on that. They're like, you know what? Yeah. McDonald's is going down. Well, that's not the only place anybody can afford to eat anymore. Yeah, that's true. And I have noticed their prices going up, but I I don't eat there often anyway. But every now and then I go through, it's like, really? You're charging that for that crud? (laughs) Supply and demand at this point. They got rid of all the... (laughs) Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, let's see what else we have here. Oh, this is one I've been wanting to get to. Just because I read the headline. Do you want the headline first or just go right into the article? Um, let's do the headline. Uh, naked fugitive rescued from crocodile-infested mangroves by fishermen. <laughs> uh, again, so lovely. many questions. <laughs> uh, t- two fishermen have rescued a naked fugitive who they found sitting on a tree branch in Australian crocodile habitat. Uh, Cam Faust. What a great name. Cam Faust said Wednesday he and fellow recreational fisher Kev Joyner heard Luke v- Voskresensky. I will. I liked Cam Faust a lot better, a lot easier to pronounce. So is Kev Joyner. <laughs> but when you get to Luke Voskresensky, or Voskresensky, sorry, don't want to mess that one up. Uh, he was yelling for help on Sunday as they set crab traps from their dinghy. <laughs> At some, somehow setting crab traps from your dinghy. Is a bad, not just doesn't sound, it's a very Florida thing to do, but, or well, Australia, that's, that's Australia. I don't know. My brain is, my brain is tracing together naked crabs, dinghy, naked crabs, dinghy. So I was like, yeah. Yep. They were setting crab traps from their dinghy in mangroves on the outskirts (laughs) of the Northern city of Darwin. Well, Darwin's involved. (laughs) <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, Faust said Voskresensky, uh, who was covered in mud, cuts, and insect bites, had explained that he had been lost for four days, survived by eating snails, and has u- had used his clothes for bits and pieces, quote, for bits and pieces over the way. I don't know what that means. For bits and pieces. He used his clothes for bits and pieces over the way. <laughs> so was he doing like Hansel and Gretel and leaving a trail or yeah, and how did he get them 
Cuts was he off. eating them as opposed to not, you know, not wanting to eat the snails? What was he doing? Yeah. Know. How do you use your clothes for bits and pieces over the way? Uh, it didn't make sense to us, Faust said, referring to the explanation for his nudity. <laughs> Nor did it to us. Uh, he had a nest made up in the tree, and he was only laying a, a meter above the water, where the, and there were crocs in the water, so he had done well to survive. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's... I don't even know what to say about all that. I... Yeah, there's so much. <laughs> there is so much there that... I, I mean... Don't, the, the statement... I grew up in Tennessee, so I'm used to some really country statements, but... Bits and pieces <laughs> along the way. I use my gloves for bits and pieces <laughs> along the way. I mean, I'm still, that still takes me like, like what? Because I can speak some country hillbilly, right. you know, I speak the language, but that I don't even know. Yeah, this, unless... this is Australian. It's a whole new, it's a whole new bit of bits and pieces, I guess. Bits and pieces. Well, okay. Australia. Okay. So yeah, yeah because yeah. they called diapers napkins so bits and pieces see now i want to google bits and pieces australia <laughs> and see what the heck that even means yeah i may, I may I'm regret have this. To, there, there's there's so much more i want to read to this but uh we thought he just must have had a big night after new year's and got lost and done himself a mischief in the bush okay i just googled bits and pieces australia and it's bringing up puzzles uh, well, maybe he got bored and he tried to put his, <laughs> he cut his pants up to make, to make a puzzle and then couldn't get it back together and then got stuck in a tree. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> he, uh, Faust said he looked like he needed a beer, although he was in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it fixes everything. It does. You know, if you, if, if apparently if you're nude and you're in a nest, that's another thing, in a nest above the crocodile. <laughs> he used you obviously have... for bits and pieces, but made himself a nest above <laughs> made the crocodile himself a nest. water. <laughs> yeah, I just, I like, I'm, I'm imagining this and it's, it's not pretty. It's really not. No, pretty. it's not. It's a very, uh, it's a very frightening situation yeah. for all involved. Probably even in including. Did it say he was a fugitive? It said he was a fugitive. That's what it said, but it didn't say. So he say, broke out yeah. of jail, lost his clothes while he was eating snails into bits and pieces, made a nest in a tree above crocodiles. There's, there's just a lot going on here. Yeah, he, he had cut off his his electronic monitoring device last week and attempted to evade police. He was, uh, let's see, he had been charged with armed robbery, multiple aggravated assaults, deprivation of liberty, and stealing. Deprivation of liber is, liberty. That means that he mean? kidnapped somebody. Or okay. was holding them hostage. That's deprivation of liberty. Right? I don't know. That's a very fancy way of saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. De I yeah. Deprivation of liberty means taking someone's freedom away. Yeah. Yeah. And he cut cut off his electronic monitoring device and headed out to the bush. Because <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it big. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I'm still wondering what happened to his clothes. Like, if he was a sophisticated burglar or whatever he was. Like, how did he not manage to keep his clothes? And how, I've just, again, I guess my questions. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's, that's the fun thing about, uh, about the life radio show is we, we provoke some just thoughtful discussion. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I feel like just like, I, I feel like emailing them and be like, okay, I need some clarity here. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, what is bits and pieces? Because I looked it up and it says it's a puzzle. So did he yeah. lose? <laughs> They would be like, there's some weird chick from Ohio. <laughs> the whole He's, thing is a puzzle to me. It is. The whole yeah. thing is a puzzle. <laughs> uh, we'll do one more news story. Do we have, do we have the energy for one more? I'm good. Okay, yeah, I've, I've got a, no, I've got, I don't have my kids right now. So, you know, oh, what? I'm cool. good. I could just, yeah. Well, there are no nude, no nude men in this one, hopefully. All right. But we'll see. A Massachusetts state lawmaker is asking for the public's help to select an official state dinosaur. Uh, okay. 
Uh, State Representative Jack Lewis tweeted Monday that he plans on filing the legislation on January 15th, adding that the effort effort is a good way for children to learn about the legislative process. But first, the, the Framingham Democrat is asking residents to select from one of two dinosaur species discovered in Massachusetts. Uh, Podocosaurus <laughs> holyokensis, which means swift-footed lizard of Holyoke, was first discovered near Mount Holyoke in 1910 by uh, Minion Talbot. Uh, the first woman to name a di- name and describe a dinosaur, according to Lewis. So that's that's a good choice. The species was three to six feet in length, weighing appro- approximately ninety pounds. Was estimated to run nine to twelve miles per hour. The I other know is that. Uh, How do they know that? <laughs> yeah, that is that is a weird they, thing like, to be able to know. Even if you found the entire skeleton, which most of the time, from what I've seen, they don't, but. You know, right. let's say they did. Let's say they found the entire and intact skeleton. How do you look at that and say, you know what? That looks like it runs. <laughs> you right. know? How that, do you that know that? should be able to run 9 <laughs> to 12 miles per hour. I'm not looking at any of the muscular muscular like, structure, just the bone. Uh, I don't know. Again, I feel like I've said this like a thousand times at this point. I have so many questions. Like, I'm not a big fan of politics anyway. It, it just drives me crazy. Um, but I do feel that there's a lot of important things that should be decided. And the idea of having a state dinosaur, in my opinion, is not on that list <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> that Exactly, yeah. exactly. But do you want to hear the other choice of dinosaur? Sure. Because they got a choice of two. One is the Podokosaurus, which just is the, if that dinosaur ever came back, it should bite the hell out of whoever named it Podokosaurus. Podokosaurus. But yeah, P-O-D-O-K-E-saurus. The other is Anchisaurus polyzulus, which means much sought after near lizard. <laughs> it wasn't a lizard. It was just a near lizard. Everybody wanted him. Uh, was discovered in 1855 in Springfield, Massachusetts. They were more than six feet long and about 60 to 75 pounds. So there you go. That's uh, that. Those are the choices that they have in Massachusetts. The uh, most important news ever on the life radio show is the choices of Massachusetts, uh, state dino official state dinosaur. And to call it an official state dinosaur means they might have an unofficial one right now. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I have some friends that live in Massachusetts and I think I'm going to message them and tell them what is going on in their state because yeah, I guarantee yeah. you. This is what your legislatures are wasting. Yeah, this, this, yeah this is what your You're tax paying. dollars are paying for. <laughs> you know, forget homelessness. Forget all these like real problems. You know, right. what dinosaur do you want? Dinosaur. What's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> I know. It's like they're running out of, it's like they don't really know what to do. You know, they don't really know what to do in the real world. So it's like, you know what? We can distract from the fact that nobody really knows what they're doing. And what's your favorite dinosaur? Play a play. What's your favorite dinosaur? Right. Well, I was telling somebody the other day, we were talking, we were talking politics and uh, somebody has said to me at at many points that that Biden's not going to do anything. He's been a, he's been in government for 40 years. He hasn't done anything. And my answer was uh, good i don't like them doing things <laughs> if you're not if they don't do anything they're not screwing stuff up <laughs> yeah it's yeah i, yeah, I want know. a lazy politician that's there for a paycheck and leaves me alone yep it's, those are well, those are the best ones anyway that that's enough politics on the life radio show <laughs> yeah back to dinosaurs back to dinosaurs well i know nope, uh we're gonna throw it back to you because i'm gonna give you a couple minutes right now if you have any social media anything you want to throw out and and promote of, of course successfully chaotic as well as uh as well as your marketing business if you want to put if you feel comfortable putting that oh, out I don't, the show. yeah i don't care it's it's obviously you can find me on all the platforms of successfully chaotic and the podcast you can listen on any of your favorite podcast platforms and um, for people that are interested um, my business is called reset business consulting and you know I'm pretty real raw and authentic I I used to try to keep everything separated but you know that gets old after a while and the way that I do business is I am who I am Um, my clients know I do a great job for them and they also know that I'm a real person with a real personality and you know, they're either going to love it or hate it. And if they hate it, great. We know that we're not meant to be 
you know, working together. So that's fine. <laughs> so I look at that. So. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. It, it was great talking to you and getting to know you. And I, 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 I will have to. I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but every now and then I'll, I, I, I promise to check one out. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> that would be good. So, and yeah. and be, best of luck with is Reset Business Consulting. Yep, Reset Business Consulting. Okay, I, I might talk to my business partner at the club and say we need to do something like Reset. <laughs> <laughs> reset your. That's actually where the name came from. Because, no, you know, wanting sense. to help people reset their business. Because honestly, I was pushing the reset button in my own life. And I just uh, like, you know what? That works. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that works very well. But yeah, well, you'll have to give me the name of the bar in Canada so I can get a hold of my attorney so I can, you know, get my toes. Oh, where so, it's yeah, to so you, can, you can get your, you get your toes in things. off the right place. Yeah, yeah. Important things like that. <laughs> it does exist. I remember it well. Yeah. Very, my husband will be thrilled to hear that. Yeah. I'll text him whenever I get off here. He never knows what to expect from me. I'll be like, hey, I just found out where I want my toe to go. What are you talking about? <laughs> when I die. When I die, I found out where I want yeah. my toe to go. <laughs> See, I wonder if you could donate too. Because because that's actually what that news story was when I covered it. Is somebody stole their main toe and they had a backup. Their main toe? <laughs> yeah, because they use the same one in drinks. They just re-sterilize it and use it. It's a specialty drink that very few people order because it's got a human toe in it. What? So they, they had one specific that they use and somebody stole it. <laughs> well, maybe that, maybe we need to start marketing to get them some more toes because I feel like, yeah, I feel like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, what if you, I, want, would, I would say after that, after that news story, they probably got a few donations. I would say, because yeah. you know, what if they want a painted toe or what if they want, you know, they, they right. need to have a variety of toe options. Well, yeah. You need diff different toenail polish yeah. on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Need something different on different on your toe if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna properly market your drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, and, thanks for, and thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show. Like I keep telling you guys every week, if you're gonna keep listening to me, I uh, guess I'm just gonna keep making these. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. A brutal presence. Big toe. Big toe. Yeah.